This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Club Live here on Club at 22, your Rangers podcast, where we are two more days further into the transfer window, and things are starting to crank up a wee bit more, but unfortunately, to Ali Pearson's disappointment, nothing has been confirmed <laughs> so far. So before I get into and introduce you to the guests, um, just um, uh, the usual thing, if you could like, share, subscribe, it'd be much appreciated, and obviously get your comments in through as we're obviously live on YouTube this evening. Um, so first up, introduce my guest, and firstly, Ali Pearson, how are you doing? Not bad, I thought I wasn't going to be on the pod tonight, because I left my laptop at work, so I've found my old laptop and dug it out, so dedication, I'm here, and I, I am a jinx. I did say to Khan in the post-match that the two signings I said will come in, won't come in, and they, will, they won't be in before the game, so... Another statement for me that's went completely wrong. Uh, it's good. It's, it's always good when you do things like that, Ali. It makes us all feel an awful lot better. Certainly, it makes me feel better with my Ryan Porteous um, chat. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, also on the pod this evening is uh, Mr. Scott Carney. How's things with you? Yeah, it's all good, mate. Who's Ryan Porteous? I'm not aware of who. You mean Craig Porteous, don't you? Craig. Craig. Um, <laughs> Ali, you are just a jinx, mate. Even last night, you put in when Man City were at 2-0 down. Man City embarrassed faces, and they went 4-2. I was like, every Spurs fan in the world is raging at you, and they don't even know it's all your fault. You're an absolute jinx, mate. You really are. But yes, unfortunately, we don't quite have a signing to talk about, but it's all... It is slowly but surely shaping up. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Before we go, we'll, we'll obviously come, come to transfers and, and signings, imminent signings, it looks like, um, later on. But we'll just, a couple of wee bits to kind of go over before we get to that. Um, obviously, all of us were on, doing a post-match on Wednesday evening. If Ryan's not on this evening, as he's the only one of us with a life and he's actually out enjoying his Friday night. No, he's, he's in the moth basement. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about? He he's literally, he's in chains, yeah. mate. Yeah, <laughs> That's what we'll say to make ourselves feel better, yes, I'm sure we will. But um, no, we won't go into detail uh, on the on the Kelly game where we won 3-2. Um, but obviously, because we record right after it, we don't get to hear um, any of the manager's sort of reaction to the game after after the fact. So just go over kind of a few of his comments, Carney, and we've spoke about this often, but in the, in the um, pre-match um, conference, they was asked about the goalkeeper. And he, was, he, said, he did say that the 120 minutes that we played last Sunday probably necessitated the need for change, but McGregor will be back in goals at the weekend. This goalkeeping kind of questions, it's not really going away at the minute, is it? No, and in the nicest possible way, do we need to rotate a goalkeeper even if he does play 120 minutes? I mean, he's not running about the park, but so 
And it's not as if he was bombarded. I mean, he was involved in the game, yeah, but he wasn't bombarded. It wasn't as if he had like a really tough shift. So, no, it won't go away, mate. Um, I don't think it's going to go away until we have a, a run now. I think... I, I don't know. It's hard to... You can obviously read into it um, by saying that Bills decided to give McLaughlin a chance. The chance hasn't quite worked because he was not he was not great at all the other night. And he's... he's I'll just go back to McGregor and say it was always going to be McGregor. McGregor's our number one. So, yeah, um, I think the the best thing to come from it is he he made the comments that he's well aware that we need to recruit in the goalkeeping department, or we have Robin McCrory doing the doing a um, sustained run in the team to see if he's going to be f- up to being the Rangers number one, which I think I think he thoroughly deserves a chance at, um, considering the loyalty he he's shown the club. I think the club could at least give him the opportunity. I'm saying he obviously he's shown the club loyalty. He's going to be on a, a not bad wage for being what third choice keeper just now. So, um, but I don't want him to become Andy Firth. Um, I would rather that he actually got a chance to prove that he's good enough to be the Rangers the Rangers keeper. But yeah, um, that either. Either stick with McGregor or put McCrory in. That's that's my that's my sixpence on it. That's my two bits on it, mate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sorry. I mean, oh, Can I just say sorry? Uh, Dundee Taylor has just bought us three coffees. Thank you very much, Dundee Taylor. Very much appreciate Cheers, that, mate. No, thank you very much, Dundee. Um, yeah, no, Ali. On the goalkeeping situation, I think you're all aware of my kind of stance on it that um, I would want McCrory to be in goals from now to the end of the season. I did not know that it was injured, though. I think it was one of you guys had said no, midweek or last week that it was it was injured. I had no idea about that. Um, which is interesting because that kind of gets in my mind that we would have maybe seen him in these last few games that we've played had he been fit. I don't know what's your thoughts on it all. Yeah, I, I think. You- Probably would have played McCrory if he if he was fit, but obviously he's not. So McLaughlin's a weird one because McLaughlin came back in and, and he done all right. McLaughlin, to be fair, and then he's he gave me the utter fear uh, Wednesday night. McLaughlin, I, I don't know if it's uh, is it a pitch. I don't know. He just he just gave me the fear. Um, I was never confident with him in goal on Wednesday night at all. So McGregor will come back and like like Beale has said, but. To me, in the summer, we need to go out and buy a goalkeeper. Because McLaughlin, for me, he's come in now a couple of times and he's been decent. And then he has that game where you go, oh, God. So he's a backup keeper for me, McLaughlin, and a good backup keeper at that. McCrory, I think we will see get a chance when he's ready, when he's fit. And it's up to him to prove that he can fill that space when McGregor leaves. But in the summer, I honestly think we need to go out and look for number one. Celtic did it when they lost their goalkeeper and they brought Joe Hart in. And if, I know Joe Hart's kept bomb scares in him for them, but he's done a ton for them. He has. We need to go out and find somebody. Um, and it's a big stature to be the goalkeeper of Rangers. Somebody with a bit of character as well. And it'll be to breathe confidence into the back line for me, but we have to go in the summer Scotia and buy a goalkeeper. I know you're yeah, saying McCrody for number one, but I still think we need to go and buy one. Yeah, no, it's one of these ones. Paul McGarrickle's put on in the comments there about the Bodo Glimp goalkeeper. Um, and also Rangers and Tour have put up about the Braga goalkeeper. Two goalkeepers that when I've seen have impressed me, but I've to be honest, I've not really looked into the goalkeepers that are out there in too much detail because I'm of the opinion that surely McCrory and McLaughlin should be given the opportunity to prove that they're number one and it's, I'm kind of pushing that down the road for myself. Is there any goalkeeper, Carney, for you that you've seen that would you'd automatically go and snap them up now? Obviously within reason. Oh, I don't know, mate. No, I don't know. Obviously, there's, there's, there is a few. There's going to be a number, I suppose. Um, people have got their distant opinions of it, but none really that spring out to me. Um, the What's the boy that they signed that we should have signed? Secret. Oh, the guys from United. Yeah, yeah. Well, hundred we should have signed him. I think. I think he was the best in the in the league. He probably um, are the best of the rest in the league. Anyway, um, I found um, in Scotland. I don't think there is really anyone. Um, Rangers are going to really need to look elsewhere for it. Um, but no, there's no one really jumping out for me. But I agree. Look, if McCrory comes in any a. a, a 
He plays to a high level. He's got a good, I mean, a good solid run under him. You're talking at least 10 games. You want to see him get a run at and see how he is over the kind of 10 games, including old firms. We can't just be bringing McGregor back in for old firms. It's going to need to be McCrory if that's the way it's going to be going forward. Uh, but I would still agree that, well, <clears throat> I won't agree because I would like to see how McCrory does. Um, I think I'd like to give him the chance. Um he he knows the full expectation of what it means to be a, a Rangers goalkeeper. Um, there's a big expectation on your shoulders to be a Rangers goalkeeper, and we've not half been spoiled with keepers growing up. Um, we've seen Gorham, seen Kloss, so uh, two arguably the two greatest Rangers keepers there's ever been. So uh, it's a tough one to get right. Uh, I don't think it's something that they should be taking lightly, or really be thinking that it's um, it's kind of going to take care of itself. It will be a situation that needs addressed, but. If McCrory performs, I'm happy going into next season as McCrory is number one, McLaughlin is backup keeper, uh, and then if there's a youth keeper that we can put in as third choice, what what have you, um, or recruit for there, maybe for the future, maybe recruit 19, 20-year-old and develop them, and uh, as Bill likes to say, go on the journey with, with them. So, yeah, but it's, it's all about how McCrory performs when he gets his chance for me. No, definitely. Um, Ali, just quickly before we move on, is there anyone that's out there that stands out for you as a possible number one that we could bring in? I've not looked at it, Scotia, if I'm being honest. I've not went and dived into goalkeepers that could be available, so I'd be pulling names out of heart for you. So, no, I've not looked at anyone. I agree with Carney, though. So, I'd, give, I'd, give, I'd give McCrory a chance to, to see if he can do it. But I, I, I just, I just think the back of my head was. I thought we'd have seen him more of him. I know he's been injured for a few weeks, but we've not seen him at all. And has he got enough games to prove that he can be the number one? There's old firms coming up. There's cup finals. Will he be available for them? I don't know. But I just think I can see us buying a goalkeeper. Some I really can. As much as I want McCrory to be the number one and succeed, I think we'll go and buy a keeper. Yeah, it's kind of looking that way, um, indeed, um, because yeah, it's, it's a position that you, it's one of these positions that you don't want to change about too often. And like Carly, like you say, it's because we've been blessed with keepers that have been there for long periods of time. We know it's not a position that we've regularly had to change that often, if we're being honest. But anyway, Ali, that'll be your homework for next week, seeing as um, Rangers don't <laughs> have goalkeepers. Yeah, seeing as Rangers don't have a midweek game, which is something that, um, again, Bill said in his pre-match or post-match stuff even should I say was the importance Carney of having this free week so that he can get his ideas across now for me this is going to be massive for Bill Kenny implementing his philosophy on the team over the next you know five three or four months till the end of the season and because we've not got many midweek games your thoughts you talking to me there Scotia sorry I completely missed what you said I was I'm so sorry mate well, I was talking about the three weeks that we've now got coming up and obviously Beal had mentioned it after the game, saying that it's really important because it lets him get his philosophy across. And if we're being honest, it's not something that we've really ha- been able to have over the last few seasons because of our success in Europe. Yeah, no, that's true. There is a lot of... Do you not also think it's a bit strange to go like between weeks, like... We're just having like one game at a time. I can't remember the last time it's it's been like that. It's usually pretty hectic and pretty full on. It's going to be crucial for Bill, but I, I think in the nicest possible way, there's there's a limit to how much he can implement his style onto the squad while he has the squad that he has because it's I I know I don't really like this saying it is his team, but he, he's not got his players that he needs in order to play the way that he wants to play. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Robot. Absolutely unbelievable. Jimmy. And unbelievable, Jimmy. Thank you very John much. Ro- John Robot. He's from the Bahamas when you're sitting watching us, mate. That's unbelievable. Um, wow. Hey, Jimmy, that's great. He's not in the Bahamas, is he? Yeah, that's what he says. Bahamas, yeah, that's what he says. I know. Uh, Jimmy, thank you very much, mate. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, cannot, can't, I don't know. I can't say thanks enough. That's, uh, that's amazing, mate. Thank you so much. He's in the Bahamas when yeah, so, he wants to watch us. What's going on here? Bahamas must be garbage. Scotia, <laughs> Scotia, Scotia. Uh, Scotia, what do you see if my Wi-Fi fails? And compare uh, to the Bahamas, yeah. Wi-Fi will be far better than here in the rest of Scotland. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Um, 
But I know it's it's going to give him a time to yeah to to build it, put his philosophy on the team more. And but I still think that there will be a limit that he hits until he gets what he considers to be his team in inverted commas. Um. So yeah, a bit. There's, we are starting to see parts of it. There's no doubt about it, but there is still massive errors being made. Um, and it's, he's admit, he's admitted himself. There's a lot of head scratching for him to do to figure out why we are doing what we are doing. But it's it's good. It's it's as much time in the training pitch right now for the the players and the staff as uh can only be a good thing. No, indeed it can. Um, Ali, your thoughts on that? You, I mean, it can only be a good thing having these training days because he did say that I think since he's been here, Bill, he's had more match days than he actually has proper training days. Yeah, I'm still thinking about Jimmy in the Bahamas at the moment, to be honest. He's put me in a doubt. He's put me in a doubt. Now, Jimmy, honestly. J- January Blues and there's Jimmy in the Bahamas watching us clowns as well. So, uh, no, sorry, Scotia. Um, Aye, he's, he's going to have... Well, we play Hearts on the, the first week of February, a Wednesday night, yeah, we play Hearts. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, I think there's a there's a run of... Uh, he's got a full week to prepare. So, I, I think that's why... Well, maybe that's why we've not brought players in so far. Or he can use that excuse. He's had too many games to try and prepare for. He did mention today... Again, that players won't come in before this game because he needs to concentrate on this game. Like you're saying, next week's a free week, so you'd like to think these guys will come in and we can, he can start building. But yeah, it'll give him time in the training ground to implement what he wants to do. But aye, when he took over, he did have those weeks to do that, though. I know he was just yeah. in assessing the team, but yes, he does have three weeks going forward to implement what he wants to do. So. Interesting to see what he'll do. I don't think you'll see much, to be honest. I think in the summer, when he gets his team in, you'll you'll see from there what he really wants to do. No, yeah, indeed. I mean, I, I get what you're saying when he came in, but I would have treated when he came in there was kind of like your pre-season kind of period because he didn't have any matches. Yeah. Whereas going forward, you'll have a match, full week of preparation and training during that for the next match. So it may, may I think I mean, I, I mean, I think now, Scotia, he... I think he knows by now who he wants to keep and who he wants to go. I, I think he's seen enough of, of this Rangers team. So I'd, I'd assume he, he knows who's in for this next season and the ones that need to be shipped out. I'd agree with that. No, indeed, yes. Yeah, totally. Um, I see in the chat as well, Billy, Andrew and Paul were all kind of mentioning some news there about Raskin that came in about... 20 past 6 or so it came in, we will get to that but before we do, and just especially for Curry Munster, it's time for the doom and gloom part potentially <laughs> of the podcast um, where as if any of these are my Jers members, I'm sure you'll have seen oh, God. No, not my Jers <laughs> Of course, we need to do this for Curry Munster a loyal listener, he always wants a wee bit of the doom and gloom um, no, but yesterday we got the emails out about the the, up, the sort of January update for um, my Jers and in the time where you find out if you've slipped down any of the tiers or not. Um, but that came out yesterday, and it kind of ties in as well with the, the cup final ticket and pricing that got announced as well, sort of tied in together. And that's the, that final against Celtic in the, was the 26th of February. Um, £39 going to be kind of your minimum standard adult price, and then up to £49 potentially. Um, in terms of my jars and that ticket and pricing alley, I'm okay, I've not moved position. I'm fine with that. But um yeah, my jersey is the gift that keeps on giving in terms of moans and things like that. And what are your thoughts around the, the pricing of the final bit steep potentially? Yeah. You were off the podcast, Scotia, when Ryan said he'd bought me and Carney that Edison House package for the fifty grand ones. So <laughs> me and Carney in the gold tier, so we don't give a monkeys to be honest. So you'll get monkeys. Only joy. No, I'm I'm this I'm the same as you, Scotia. I'm I'm pretty much remained in the, the silver tier, not far behind gold, to be honest. But for me to get to gold, I would need to buy the B team season ticket and the, the women's season ticket or something. And I, I couldn't I couldn't justify doing that because I don't think that's fair because I would not be going to the women's, um, to watch the women's football. So I don't think it's fair, but I could potentially do that and go into the gold tier. There's been a lot of guys that's probably done that, but... Yeah, if you look at it, Scotia, there's what in my years now over fifty thousand. There's 
just over yeah, three thousand in the gold. Yeah, so just over three thousand in the in the gold and fifteen thousand or something in the silver. So yeah. those guys in gold are going to stay in gold. It's the guys in silver like us, Scotia, that are not far behind gold. We're not going to get into it. We're going to pretty much stay where we are. I'd like to think we'll get a ticket for hand in Scotia because the split will be something like 20,000 each fans and the rest goes to corporate. So I'd hope that we will get a ticket in the way they, they scale it. I think it's six tiers they put us in. I think we go into tier one. I think Carney will be in roughly the same tier as us as well. So hopefully we get a ticket. In terms of the prices, is what it is. They could have put the ticket prices at 100 quid and they'll sell it. So <clears throat> it's um, supply and demand. 39 quid up to 50 quid for the season tickets when we play Celtic they charge that game at 50 quid or something so it's a cup final yeah I don't have any qualms about it to be honest that price Scotia for a cup final I think it should be around about that to be honest I know most folk will say oh, maybe it should be 35 quid or something but it's, it's a cup final it's an old firm supply and demand I, I don't have any qualms about it to be honest yeah, Carney. I mean, the cut, the, the pricing for it. I mean, I, it is expensive, but you can't expect that when it's going to be an old firm game. I, I, there was a, something that I read earlier in the week that when it was the St Johnston were in the final with someone else and it wasn't Celtic, their tickets were like 25, 30 quid. And to me, that that annoys me a wee bit when it gets treated like that. But what I will say is that that price is then also agreed by both Rangers and Celtic. So it wouldn't have surprised me if the, the Rangers board went in and go, oh, we could maybe go for 80 quid a ticket. Yeah, that wouldn't shock you yeah, if they decided, if maybe the, the SFA went in with, oh, we're thinking about £35 a ticket and Rangers went, no, no, you do know you can do 45 at least and Rangers fans will pay it. Um, the Majors thing is, is forever going to be like this, forever. As long as Majors is about, it's always going to be like this. I will never reach gold. I don't think I'll ever get into gold. I'll, the, the bar will constantly get moved. I'll never fall into that bracket due to... I don't go to away games, even if I wanted to, I probably wouldn't get a ticket. But um, I don't I don't go to away games. Um, so I'll never get into it. But it's, it is what it is. It's, I'm where I am. I think I'm... Roughly on the same points as you's. I'm maybe a wee bit less than you's. Uh, you two are, because I, I did miss a few games where my card and that wasn't used, so I might be slightly lower um, than you two. So, uh, it is what it is. My jersey is just a... It's always going to split decision. And I think it, I, at first I did think it had its benefits, but now I just see it as being a bit of a... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of a slog. Every time you have to read through all the stuff we do with my jazz, you're just like, I'm not really interested in it anymore. But uh, it's, a, it's, it's pretty much a supply and demand thing as well because people will continue to pay it and people will always find way to get themselves to the highest the highest tier and that's just the way it's always going to be. The ticket and pricing. Um, I disagree with Ali. Um, people will be shocked to hear that, that I disagree with him. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's taking the... It's taking the piss a little bit how expensive that is. Um, I, I get it, and I'm not I'm not trying to be a preacher here, but the, the cold cost of living crisis, etc., et and you're kind of getting hit with that. And see if it was getting played at Murrayfield, I'd be like, no problem, I'm all for that. But it's not. It's getting played at Hamden, and Hamden is awful. See, you pay thirty nine quid to sit in the one of the front rows round one of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, ends. I mean, what are you? What are you paying? Literally, what are you paying for to stare at a steward in the back of a, a back of a net? Because that's all you can see. It's uh I think it's far too, uh, not far too expensive, but I think they've overstepped the mark a wee bit. Um, around forty was what I was thinking for where I will. I tend to apply for my ticket. I thought I'll probably be about forty for that. So you're looking, I'll probably be 45, 46 for that. So what was the Scottish yeah. Cup final ticket, Scotia? Do you remember? I well, just I sort of interest. Well, I, I know it's hard we were playing. I think they were maybe a ten or down. So maybe kind of in the price range that Carney was talking about there. Because it was hard. I think it was about 35. I don't remember thinking of myself, God, over 40 quid. But again, it's because of what it is. And they're charging that because they can. That That's the only reason that they're charging that. They could, Ali's right, they could have charged 100 quid and it doesn't matter. People would have still paid it. There'd have been an uproar about it, but people would have still paid it. Probably including us three mugs sitting here. Let's be completely honest. We would have probably paid it. So it is that price because it can be. I agree with what you said, Scotia, though. If... Kelly had won 
and Aberdeen had won, I would love to have seen what the ticket prices would have been because it wouldn't have been 45 quid a ticket, I tell you that. No, it would not have at all. But um, there's nothing been released from Rangers about that yet in terms of the exact allocation, how they're going to split up the, you know, because I think the last time it came out, it was silver members up to a certain points total. It wasn't the whole silver bracket for the, the semi-final, I don't think, at the time. So we'll need to wait to see what Rangers bring out about that. But also in that wee Majors thing, just one thing to note was that obviously the deadline dates for the away match registration sort of came out as well. Now, we don't go to the away match games, but I'm guaranteed that Ryan will be texting us at one point saying, apply for that ticket. <laughs> no doubts. <laughs> so before we move on to the transfer news, I know an awful lot of people have been putting comments in there. Like I say, let's take a wee time out for a word, a word from our sponsors. Oh, hang on. Oh, you caught me off guard there. Right, on you go. Sorry, Brennan. Yes, Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in the below their waist grooming have you covered for their much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the club the code club at 22 for 20% off and free shipping. Let's have a toast for a new year and a new you. If you really want to make 2023 the year to remember, make sure you try out Manscaped's wet goods as well. This includes their ultimate premier body wash, two-in-one shampoo and body deodorant. These products are the absolute perfect follow-up after their new year, new year grooming sessions. Cheers to the new balls in 2023. Get 20% off and free shipping, shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. <laughs> That's 20%, a whole 20% off for free, with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code CLUBAT22. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Your balls will thank you. You actually called it Manscot, what Manscot at one point, and I was like, Yeah, we could start a brand, Scotia. Manscots. <laughs> Come and get your Manscots boxers. That way, I'm reading it off your e- email and trying to go through it and tongue tie myself all the time as I do it. But no, it's not it's easy, have... mate. It's not. No. Don't worry, mate. The Valentine's one is just the Valentine's Day one is just around the corner. <laughs> good, no, but it's good to have Manscaped back on. I know um, all our listeners were. Were a wee bit, well, not annoyed, but they, they were wondering where it had went. But no, but Manscaped are back with us for in the start of 2023. So that's great. And thanks to them. So, yes, let's move on to the transfer news issues. And like I say, um, Billy, Andrew and Paul had mentioned in the comments earlier, and I'd seen it just before we started, that um, Heart and Hand had put out a tweet saying that the Belgian press are saying that uh, Nicholas Raskin has passed a medical with Rangers, and he's agreed to sign on a Bosman that was reported in the Soir um, newspaper over in Belgium. And obviously, Standard Lays will now be in talks with us for wanting a fee from that Le Soir website. I had a wee quick look at it before we came on. Looks like that'll be confirmed on Saturday is what they're saying, whether or not that's true, given that we're we're playing a game. And from what Beal has said in his press conference today, we'll need to wait and see. But it looks to be a fairly done deal, Alistair. Now, Nicholas Raskin as I'm sure you'll all remember, is the boy that we were kind of in for in the summer um, and potentially would have got him had um, the Kamara move to, was it Lenz or Nice? Kamara was going to, had went through, and that, that was for what roughly about €5 million, Euro, I believe. Looks like a good wee player, Ali, and exactly the type of player that we need. A central midfielder. Praise the Lord. Hey, he ticks the boxes. Uh, like you say, we were linked with him in the in the summer. It looks like it's a done deal. There's there's too much on Twitter as we as we're talking here at the moment about it. So looks like he's going to sign at least a pre-contract with Rangers. Whether the two clubs can thrash it out over this window to get him in in this window, hopefully, because that gives them five months, six months to 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 bed into this Rangers team going into the next season. So I'd like to think they'll get a deal over the line for January. But again, yes, yeah, another midfielder that we need. He looks like he's fallen out with uh, Rory Dyle of all people who manage Anderlees. So, like I said to Carney before we came on, he doesn't like that Rory Roar. So he's, uh, <laughs> but he's my uh, uh, twenty-one as well. Scorshark again ticks the boxes for build developing players too. So I think he wants a a kind of young team going forward, build to build for the future. 
there's no point us bringing, I think we talked about uh, John Fleck a while ago, and I went, yeah. it's a no for me, because he's turning 32 this summer. We don't need players that age coming in. We need players about this age, 24, 25, to build a team for the future. Um, with a couple of experienced guys in there too. So, yeah, ticks the boxes for me. No, it certainly does. Um, Carney, I was, to be honest, looking at this and getting a wee bit worried because he was on a Bosman and I think he is quite sought after. Um, I, know, I know an awful lot of clubs have been looking at him because he's put in some very good performances with um, Standard Liège over his time there. I know, obviously, he played it. He came on off the bench against us at Ibrox when we won 3-2. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the 2021 20, season, um, although I, to be honest, I wasn't really didn't I don't think he caught my eye at that point. But he would have been what only he would only been about nineteen, potentially even eighteen at that time. But he's played at seventeen games this season. Um, like Alex says, he's now had had a wee bit of a falling out with um, good old Ronnie Dyla. But um, this one really excites me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, <clears throat> exciting, mate. Um, exciting. It's good that we've been able to attract. Uh, a kind of promising player, um, a kind of promising talent when there's um, there's going to be another clubs knocking at the door. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Rangers are always going to have one thing, is that you're near enough guaranteed European football of some level um, for, for the following year. Not all clubs would take um, Raskin on, for example, and play him in the European games. He might make the bench, he might be part of their youth system for a while, etc. Especially if it's a bigger European side, they're not exactly going to throw him in straight away. So coming to Rangers, he's he's going to get his chance. Um, I, I'm very excited about this one. Um, I can't really add any more than what you, you guys have said. He does tick the boxes that Michael Beale is talking about. Um, I've seen gl- glimpses of him. Um, as obviously, as soon as we started getting linked with him, I went back and had a look as much stuff as I could to see about him. Read into him a little bit, and he's. As far as I can see, he's not scared. Um, he's very brave on the ball. Um, he's full of confidence within his own ability. And it is exactly what Michael Beale wants and it's what we want to see. I, I mean, it, it does look like it's true, um, just based on, I say, I've been on the Twitter there and it's everywhere on Twitter just now. Um, absolutely everywhere. Heart and Hand have tweeted it as well. Um, they reported that, that the Belgian cited um, had released it, so it is looking like it's something has happened or something has been agreed. And yeah, the best thing for Rangers to do is to pay whatever they need to pay in order to get them in here. We have to get them in. We have to get them ready for the start of next season. It's an exciting signing um, for Rangers. Um, Ali's right in terms of, I think, Bill wants to bring in youth, bring in younger players into the team, but this isn't this isn't unusual. It shouldn't be unusual. We have just let this team cycle too many times without making the changes that needed to happen. Our, our average, the average age of our squad is too high, and we've known that for a while. Um, there's far too many players in the twilight of their careers. There's not enough trying to reach the peak of their careers, if that makes sense. And that tends to be when you get the most out of them. Once they, once they get to their peak, we sell them on. That is the model. That is the model Rangers want to work to. So, no, I'm very excited about this signing. Um, that I'm... And, I'm probably more excited about this one than I am Cantwell, to be honest. Uh, I think this has got this has got real potential because there was so many European teams getting linked with them. As I say, the bit the bits I reading that I was doing on them, there was plenty, plenty, um, plenty were were rumoured to be um, keeping an eye on them. So no, I am uh, I'm looking forward to this one. But it does look like, as I say, we've got no inside knowledge. I say that all the time, but it does look like it's like it's a done deal almost. Yeah, no, I'm like you. This one excites me far more than the Cantwell. Not far more, but it's it's a position that we badly need to carry strengthening in, I think. And yeah, the asking one looks really good. Because I was looking at him on transfer market earlier today and I noticed like his agent is called Team Raskin. So I'm assuming that, that means that it's one of his family members or someone close to him that's his agent. And I think that's always good with younger players when you're dealing with their kind of family members, as long as they're not being too dickish about it. It can help sort of things speed along in terms of signing players up so that's good to see um just actually carney staying with you I've seen rfc 56 put up a comment there with the obviously um raskin looking likely to be coming in would you still keep or give lundstrom and jack new contracts obviously jack is up in their summer i think lundstrom's a few years left in his I would be shocked if we don't. I'd be shocked if we don't keep Brian Jack on, especially after the comments Bill made today about him at the press conference. He seems to be pretty um, 
pretty happy with him. They seem to have quite an honest relationship with each other, and he's part of the leadership group, as he calls it, with within the squad. I would, I will be shocked if Ryan Jack doesn't stay on another year, just purely based, oh, only if he continues to do what he's doing. If that makes sense, to continue in the, the levels that he's been playing at. If that continues, then I don't know why you wouldn't keep him because he will be a fantastic addition to the squad when he needs to be and a part of the rotation system that Beal will probably play um, I'd be shocked if Jack doesn't stay on Lundstrom's a, Lundstrom's a difficult one because I love John Lundstrom like I, I honestly I love him almost as much as I love Ryan Jack and that's saying something but I do and I don't right now if you were to say of if he was running out, you wouldn't. I wouldn't want to keep him on because he doesn't seem to be finding any sort of form. He's really struggling just now for whatever reason. Um, whether he needs a break, whether he's carrying a knock, whether he's injured, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I want John Lundstrom to return back, but he has previous for this, and I know it's easy saying that, but he, he, it happened to him at Sheffield United where he just kind of fell off a cliff and kind of fell out of favour with them quite quickly after a, an absolute stormer of a season. Uh, and there's no doubt t- towards the end of um, last season, he was phenomenal. He really was phenomenal. And he'll, he'll always be remembered for scoring that goal. Um, I'll never forget it. But right now, Lundstrom needs to refine his form uh, and we'll take it for there. But I don't see Lundstrom going anywhere. I think Lundstrom will probably get to the point where he's Ryan Jack's at right now, I, I would presume. Uh, they'll get to that point and then maybe have the discussion and maybe get into the last six months he's contract um, or maybe just before that so he can't get snapped up by anybody down south. <clears throat> but um, right now, yeah, but Raskin coming in, I would still keep Lundstrom and Jack at the club. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'll just check there. Lundstrom's contract's up at the end of next season. It's not as long. I mm-hmm. thought he maybe had a year more than that. But um, it's, it's one of those ones that, but at the moment, it's not really one to worry about. I think it's Jack's kind of the focus. But for me, I, I still think, we, Ali, we need need to probably keep both Jack and Lundstrom about because I can see Kamara being one of those players that will leave in the summer, potentially. And you don't want to be in a position where, yes, although we bring Raskin in, but we then suddenly become really light because we let a couple of players go. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll need to let players go, but I can, I can see Kamara being one of them going... Ryan Jack, if Ryan Jack continues to play the way he's playing 10 to the season, it's, it's a no-brainer to give him a contract. If Ryan Jack breaks down between now and the end of the season, you don't give him a contract because I, I just can't see that. I, it's up to Ryan Jack now to prove his fitness and to prove, and he's doing it so far. So it's up to him. Lundstrom, I, I think, of, I think it's, is it CGM 55's made a wee point there? I, these guys come in could free Lundstrom up a wee bit because he does that kind of sitting midfielder role, which he never played at Sheffield United. He's only really done it when he's came to us. He does it well at times, but I still don't think that's his game. So it could free CGM fifty five. So it could free Lundstrom up to to play further up the park and and um, help us that way because he's, he does score goals for us, Lundstrom. And he is dangerous in the edge of the box, etc. But yeah, I think I, he'll keep Lundstrom. Lundstrom will stay there anyway next season. I, I can't see anyone coming in for Lundstrom. And it's, it's again, it's down to Lundstrom as well. But Ryan Jack, for me, it's it's down to him. If he stays fit to the end of the season and does what he's doing, yes, you give him a year's deal for next season. Because I don't think he's on that much money, Ryan Jack. And he's a, he's a, I've said Bill likes to have these players around the club. Like your Steve Davis's who's going to be going our field, it probably goes well. So he wants to keep some of these players about and Ryan Jack ticks the box for that one. So, Yeah, I mean, Bill made a point today in his press conference that Jack and Lundstrom were included along with like Tav, McGregor. Yeah, is it? I think our field was mentioned mm-hmm. that as well, but I see a few wee comments up there sorry, speaking about our field and you'd mentioned our field as well. I like, yeah, see with the players that we're linked with and the players coming in, for me, it's looking like Arfield could be one that's maybe going going away in the summer as well. Just given the, the positions that we're recruiting in with our next guy, and I'll stay with you, Ali. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about him before, but that's um, Todd Cantwell. This one looks like it's pretty much a done deal. Sky Sports were reporting yesterday that the deal's been agreed. There was the good old pictures last night on Twitter of um, someone looking suspiciously like him and Ross Wilson at Glasgow Airport, which... Um, Brought me back to I. I don't know if anyone was in the old BBC six oh six 
in forums back when they were around and kicking, but someone had put, I don't know if anyone will remember, Alan Gow's white cap that got brought up because someone had spotted Alan Gow with a white cap in, in Clyde Bank shopping centre or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> go down well, but I Todd Cantwell, Ali, it looks like it's done, but unfortunately for you, probably not done by tomorrow. Yeah, I know. It's a pity I can't take these two signs. Scotia is what I said because they, they look like done deals, to be honest. But no, I won't, I won't take it. But no, I can't. Well, I'm, I, I can see him being a player for Rangers. I can see Beale developing him. Like I said, I remember him breaking onto the scene with, with Norwich in, in, when they were in the Premier League and he was he looked he looked a player. He's 24, he's 25, he's 25 soon, so... I think he'll be a player. But yeah, Arfield, I think that position he plays, I can see him going because you've also got your man Hadji Scotia that can play that area. You've got Lowry or Stevie T. Thank you very much. It's much appreciated. Yeah. A swap deal, Whitaker from Matondo. <laughs> Done deal. I don't, Done deal. I don't like Swansea all that daft. I know Scotia doesn't oh, like dear. the Welsh, you know that, but it's nice. <laughs> going to Swansea, but no, Matondo, that's another podcast on its own. But um, no, I can see Arfield going because where where he plays now, we've got Tillman there as well. Do we sign Tillman in the summer? Which folk are saying we should sign him, Lowry, etc. Hadji. There's lots of players for that position and Cantwell too. So I think Arfield will go. And Arfield's been with us now for. Oof, Four or five years Gerard, now, I think. Yeah, it was Gerard's first sign, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, and it's, he's been a great sign for us on a free. He's, he's done fantastically well for us, Arfield. So, um, but yeah, I can see him going. We need to move these players on in the summer, Scotia. So, I think he's, I think he's in that boat. Can I just say quickly, right? Just with these two, if it happens, these two Cantwell, Raskin, right? You've got Tillman if we sign him, Hadji coming back, Lawrence. I'll Lawrence back. as well. Forgot about him, I. Yeah. Kent if he stays fit. I mean, all of a sudden you're looking at that midfield going, that's rather tasty there. That's that's really quite tasty. It's amazing how quickly things could change um, if he managed to get this right, if Bill manages to get this right with the players that he's bringing in and the players that he, unfortunately, I mean, as well with Arfield, I would feel terrible because he's just such a nice guy, Scotty Arfield, literally. He's just the, one of the yeah. nicest men. Uh, he's been such a good servant for Rangers. He's scored some very, very important goals for us that it's not been denied, but the example was just the other night. I get it was on the plastic pitch, but he had 90 minutes and he had very little impact on that game. He, he just he didn't have that. And yeah, possibly there's a, the impact sub thing. Yeah, I do get that, but... Is he going to want that? Is he going to want that for the rest of his career? If he maybe wanting to go, he might want to go to Canada and play something like that. I don't know. Just kind of putting that out there. But um, I would be sad to see him go. But again, we've got to start taking sentiment out of things and um, we've got to look for the future. But just I just wanted to say, if you think about that midfield, do these two players coming in, all of a sudden you're going, that's quite tasty, that. They might get the best yeah. out of Matondo's car if you play him. No, they won't. No, they won't. No, they won't. No, they won't. Jim, Jim Sloan. Honestly. Honestly. In the Bahamas as well. Jim, you in the Bahamas. <laughs> he is. The two Jimmies are sharing a pina colada in the Bahamas. <laughs> Amazing. Jim, thank you so much, mate. Absolutely superb. Brilliant. Yeah, no, fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah, Carney, I'll stay with you. Like on, you were speaking about Cantwell there, and obviously we've spoke about him in the past, but all those kind of players that you mentioned, and this is something that I would ask Ryan if he was on, so I'll ask you instead, is kind of where does this leave Lowry? I know Bill came out in his press conference today and mentioned that some of the younger players had been coming, looking to him, asking about potentially moving away. I know there's been reports about Kai Kennedy and Josh McPake being a couple of those players moving, but when he said that, I was like, Maybe that's Alex Lowry saying, listen, boss, come on. I need to be playing at a higher level than the B-League. I think he's well within his right to. I think we would all agree. I think he would be right to go to Michael Beale and say, look, boss, this, I can't. I'm, without being full of himself, he's too good for that level. And we have all said it. He's far too good for that level. He is. With this midfield shaping up as it is, I think... If we if that is going to be the midfield going forward, um, once we get these players in, then he will go out on loan next season. I don't think there's a really a great doubt in that because it would be unfair to have him playing just in the B team. And it's one of those ones where 
See if he's good enough, then he'll get his chance. See if he knuckles down, he works hard, he shows that he's capable enough and he competes for the jersey, then he'll, I think he'll get his chance. So it's almost as well you could look at it as a gauntlet's been laid down to him. So we're, we're recruiting all these players. This is going to be the standard that you need to get to in order to play for Rangers. Then it could be a bad thing, could be a good thing for him. I would like to think you want to respond to it. Look, don't get me wrong, I don't think there'd be... He wouldn't be short on offers um, if Rangers decided to put him in the shop window. I think he would get a team quite easily um, based on his potential alone um, for where he can go in the future. <clears throat> but uh, as I say, I, I would be... If the midfield's going to be that, then he will probably go on loan next season and then maybe take it from there and see how his loan goes. Maybe short-term loan, bring him back in the winter, see where we're at. But he could also just stay and be a development player, be someone that's going to learn from these players that are above him in the pecking order and then eventually compete with them. It's a, it's a nice position for him to be in, let's be honest. He is literally living the dream. If I was doing that, what is he, 19, 19? 19, 20. Yeah, 19 or 20, well, even at that, imagine doing that in 19 at 20, I mean, it literally is living the dream, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it'll be a difficult one with Lowry, um, but I tell you what, see if that midfield are flying, there'll not be many people asking for Alec Lowry to play, to play and that's just the way it is just now, we are, we've been so desperate for an attacking player, an attacking midfielder to take the ball and the turn and go. Uh, and that's what Lowry is. So everybody everybody clamours for it, um, including me. Including me, I've done it as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it will be a watch this space with Lowry. No, no yeah, I agree. Um, there was There is one other player, again, that we've spoken about. I, I was going to get your opinions, but I'm just conscious that we've, we're closing in on the hour mark fastly and we've still got a... a Massive game tomorrow to discuss, but that one's Whitaker, um, the boy at Swansea. There's obviously been conflicting reports in the press this week and from Beal, um, and again in this press conference today, not really talking about it. But ultimately, the thing is, I think um, Russell Martin said that if um, he's going to include him in the squad for their game at the weekend in Swansea's game, and obviously if he plays in that game, then it's useless for us this window because he won't be able. To, he can sign for us, but he won't be able to play for us until the next next season anyway. But yeah, that's the other one. We'll, we'll obviously speak more about him if anything actually happens and when we're back next Tuesday for um, Club Deck Corner. But on to St Johnston in the, the Scottish Cup, is it the fourth round? Uh, the fourth round of the Scottish fourth Cup. Fourth round. Yeah. Yes, where we will play up at McDermott Park at uh, five, half five kickoff. <laughs> Not even half five. Half five. I know it's in the evening. Yeah, I know it's in the evening. Yeah, up there um, on Via Play, which is great if you've not got Via Play. So you need to maybe go to a pub to watch that. But Massive game for us coming up. Um, something before I go into that, just to get your opinions on what your thoughts are on it, is um, VR will be on operation in our game. It'll also be in operation in Celtic's game at home to Morton and in the Edinburgh Derby at Easter Road. That's only three games. There was three other games where they could have opted to use it. That was the Kelly Dumbarton game, the St Mirren Dundee game and the Dundee United Stirling Uni game. But they've all decided not to use it. So out of all the ties this weekend, only three are using VAR. Ali, your thoughts? Should that be the case? I think everyone should use it or everyone shouldn't use it. I think that's how it should be. Um, or, they, or they don't use it and they bring it in in the semis and have it in the final until next season. But I, yeah, I, don't, I don't agree with that, Scotia. I think it should be all in or all out and around. That's which, how it should be. No, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, it's going to be of a benefit for us if it does come into play tomorrow, Carney. But yeah, I'm like Ali. I think if you're at this stage, at this at a competition where you're all at the same stage, it should be the same rules for everyone. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was no, going to say, on. can you imagine that, that Darvel Aberdeen game's live on BBC on Monday night? Can you imagine if there's a controversial decision in that that would it get looked at by VAR? The uproar would be. Tremendous, and I would agree that it's with people that would say, "Well, why is it only in certain ones and not others?" Craig Andrews makes the perfect point, mate, because this is Scotland. That's why, and we have a tin pot league. That's just we like to portray ourselves as that. Can't disagree with what Ali said. Have the authorities decided this, or have the clubs decided this? It was only ever going to be the Premiership grounds that could use it. So if you were, say, uh, we were away to someone. 
then it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been an option anyway, regardless of it being in the telly or not. But there are three premiership ground or three premiership clubs in partnership with the teams that they're playing that have decided not to use it because it would cost a wee bit more for them to implement it. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> just, just honest, just just ridiculous. No, I I can't. I'm I'm in complete agreement with Ali here. Um it's either all or none. There's no point in this picking choosings when it happens. Um yeah. Ridiculous. This is Scotland. I can't say it better than that. Yeah, in fact, in more Scotland news as well, actually, obviously, I'm sure everyone will have seen... See, if you talk about national team, I'm actually going to kick you off this podcast. <laughs> no, you don't need to worry about that. You do not need to worry about that. It's it's about St. Johnson. Obviously, their fans are all boycotting the game on Sunday because yes. of the ticket. Again, again, down to ticketing prices. So it looks like there's going to be only be 300 people. Or at the moment, I think they've only sold 300 tickets um, for their home section. We, as the away fans, will get the three stands at McDermott Park, which can only be good for us, to face the St. Johnson team, who currently are in a terrible run of form. They have lost their last five games, um, last winning away to Ross County on the 17th of December. Then, obviously, 10 days previously is <laughs> the time they beat us 2-1, and that was a miserable, miserable game. But, uh, Ali, what are your thoughts on the game coming up against St. Johnson? I want Rangers to go down there and do St Johnston and let me actually enjoy them for once. That's what I want. That's how it should be. You can laugh and joke there all you want, but that's how it should be. We should be going to McDermott Park on Saturday and turning them over. That, that's how it should be. Um, that's why their fans aren't turning up. I mean, suppose you say they're boy. How many fans are actually boycotting? I mean, That's how many fans true. can Johnson get? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I've not uh, looked at their sort of couple of thousand, three thousand, something like that. Mm-hmm. Probably not a lot because because St. Johnson want to make money off of the Rangers fans. Basically, I mean the Rangers. I mean the St. Johnson board or chairman could turn around to their fans and go, "Well, we're selling all these tickets to to Rangers fans to." to help their club to, to move forward in terms of they can invest. It's money making for St. Johnson. They know what, I mean, you know what Livingston do every season? Give us their, pretty much their whole stadium and they make money off it, off us and Celtic. So, aye. But no, St. Johnson. <laughs> I'm down about the team talk. I've just seen that. They'll, aye, they'll put me up. They'll put me up in their, their JVC telly or whatever it is. <laughs> I'll see them come flying out of traps. I've probably jinxed it to be honest, saying all that. They'll come flying out of traps, and we'll concede a goal. But now we, we sh- Ryan says it all the time. I know St Johnston are a bit of a bogey team for us. They've, they've beaten us this season, but we should be going up there and taking care of St Johnston. We need to get this out the way of these teams we go to. And we, kind of shite ourselves go, oh no, it's St. Johnson, we've got the weekend, it's going to be a dodgy game. It shouldn't be a dodgy game. We should be going up there and taking care of these teams. And um, I'm confident in Saturday that we will go up there and take care of these teams. And Rangers are due to put a performance on for us, lads. They're due one. So I'm just hoping it's Saturday and they don't ruin my weekend, Scotia, and I can enjoy enjoy a few babies. Uh, hopefully, um, Carney, what are your thoughts on the game upcoming? Anything to look out for from St. Johnson's Perspective, obviously, after them went into one against his last time, or are you like Ali feeling a bit confident? I'm not angry about Rangers going up there and like wanting to win. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry. No, no, you were, it was just the way you said it, mate. You were just pure so serious. Passionate. That's why I laughed. You're, you're spot on, mate, though. You're spot on. This shouldn't be something that we're even considering about what, what happened in the past or it's a bogey, a, they're a bogey team for us. That this that does need to stop. I, I, I can't stand it. <clears throat> Again, maybe it's due to the way we were brought up and what we were brought up watching. We, we all grew up during nine and a own but in my head it's like St Johnston away shouldn't even be a oh that's dodgy they shouldn't they shouldn't even they shouldn't even be crossing people's minds we should be going there and we should be eat comfortably winning that game there's no doubt um as I say I can't disagree with anything Ali was saying there mate that we are due a performance and not going behind first would be a real real good thing to see 
Oh, it would indeed. It would indeed. No, I'm, I'm the same, I think. I really want to go up there and kind of exercise the demons of our last visit up there. And obviously the, the cup the, the cup defeats a couple of seasons ago are still kind of hanging about there. So that's us nearly at the hour mark. So we will leave you with our teams and score predictions. Um, who shall I let go first? Um, Ali, I'll let you go first this time round. Teams and scores. I think we'll pick a similar team. I'd be surprised if we don't pick the same team. McGregor yeah. and goal. Tav, Goldson, Davies, <clears throat> Barisic. I personally wouldn't play this guy, but he will play. Lundstrom, Jack, Tillman, Brian Kent, Alfredo Morelos, and the man for Zambia. I'd be surprised you don't pick that team as well. And my score, you want a scoreline as well, Scotia? 45 now. You see, if you don't say 45 now, then I'm not. Nah, a wee bon, a wee bon Accord scoreline would be great, great wouldn't it? <laughs> One each, and there'll be a replay at Ibrox now. No, I'm going to go 3 0 Rangers and Morelos to score first. Right. Three nil, that's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, Carney, your team, any differences from Ali? And your squad as well? No, exactly the same as Ali. That's exactly the team that I think it will be. Um, we've not mentioned KMR, KMR Roof been out for three to four weeks yet. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot, I forgot about that. Two, yeah. More like more well, like two months. Um, yeah, uh, look, as unfortunate as it is with, with Roof and the way it happened, enough's enough, in my personal opinion. We can't continue to do this. Rangers should be in the market just now for a striker, um, at least to push on um, Trolak and Morelos um, in order to get a start. They should be of a decent level. But Kamar Roof, it's just not going to It's not going to work out. This is just, we can't keep going on like this. If you think he's going to be back in four weeks, you're mad. He is not going to be back in four weeks. He won't make the cup final. He will be He will be after that. I mean, it's good that he doesn't need an operation, yes, but um, no, it's time for him to... It's time for him to move on, in my personal opinion. But yes, anyway, the team, yes, my team's exactly the same as Ali's, and I'll go. I'll go four 0 Rangers, and I'll go a Tavernier penalty as the opening Wait, goal. Sorry, was that four like nil? Four nil, mate. Yeah, a Tavernier penalty to start us. Yeah, um, yeah. Me, my team. Yeah, it probably will be the team that you guys are saying, but no, I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns with what I said after the match on Wednesday. I'm going with a midfield of Jack and Kamara. Um, and pulling Lundstrom out, eh? Yeah, pulling Lundstrom out. I was I was thinking about what you'd said, Carney, about maybe playing Sands in there with one of them, but I'll go for a Jack and Kamara midfield and then the rest all like yours. And I am going uber confident. It's time, boys. It's time, every list, all the listeners. I'm going 6-1 Rangers. Oh God, Scotia! God, <laughs> yes, no, thank you, everyone. Um, just to give you all a wee bit of confidence for the game ahead. Um, I hope everyone enjoys it thoroughly. Um, I think we'll be back with some form of reaction from Carney after the game on Saturday. Will that be right, Carney? Yes, yeah, so it will be. Just no... be me, yeah. Yes, because um, Ali, I'll say goodbye to you because we've all obviously got other plans for the game tomorrow. Yeah, we've got a wee date tomorrow, Scotia. I'm taking you out for lunch, whining and dining you, and then Rangers are going to put the dessert on for us, hopefully. So <laughs> that's that. So no, I will see you tomorrow. No, cheers. And Carney, thanks once again for being on. No worries. I would be there, gentlemen, but I'm on antibiotics now, so I can't I can't swally on these particular ones, which was perfect. When as soon as I got them, the first thing I checked was can I drink with these? And it's like have strongly advised not to not to drink alcohol. I was like, away oh, you go, man. So no, I won't be. Uh, so you yeah, it might, it, Carly, be... it might it, it might make it better watching Rangers if you drink and use them at the same time. Yeah, it might, mate. It might. Uh, yeah, it might. No, but I'll 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 your six one mate come in. I'll probably just be watching it from from the gaff tomorrow night. So yeah, it'll probably just be me that brings a reaction after the game. But looking forward to it. It's, it's a, a good time for a game of football. It's a shame I can't have a beer. It really is a shame I can't have a beer. But such as such, uh, I've not been too well, so I need to I need to be careful and watch what I'm doing. So uh, plus I've got a 
Uh, I've got hospitality next Saturday at Ibrooks, so looking forward to that, and I need to be fighting fit for that. So, yes, um, thank you everybody in the chat tonight. Thank you for all the donations, really do appreciate it. Hope everybody has a good weekend, and I hope I speak to you tomorrow night with a smile and we're through to the next round of the cup. Yeah, no, cheers, Carney. And like Carney says, yeah, thank you to all the listeners for getting involved in the comments and whatnot. And thank you to the two gems and Stevie for your donations. That's absolutely fantastic. We honestly can't keep on can't keep on telling you how much it means to us. Um, so thank you all. And I hope hope we win tomorrow and we'll be back speaking with you after the game. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>